So uh, we, we're now at the adoption of minutes. Um, I actually wasn't able to open these on the Civic web page. I don't know if that's uh, an issue of migrating to the new uh, to the new server, but um, so I'm I'm uh, I'm uh, relying on other people to have read the August the minutes of August tenth, twenty fifteen. And are there any corrections, deletions, modifications, clarifications? If not, uh, I'll take a motion to accept those as presented. Uh, Mr. Needham, all in favor of Mr. Needham's motion? Passed. Uh, then we go to the minutes of August 12, 2015, the Governments and Priorities Committee. Uh, is there anything we need to uh, change in, or is incorrect and we need to change in those minutes? Hearing no objections, I'll take a motion. Uh, Councillor Benke, all in favor of Ms. Benke's motion? Passed. Uh, minutes of August 31st, 2015, special meeting of council. Uh, any additions, corrections, modifications, clarifications needed there? Seeing none around the table. Okay, all in favor of Mr. Burr's motion? Passed. Um, that takes us to uh, public hearings. And will this be a public hearing, a statutory public hearing? Yes, it will. So I am declaring the statutory public hearing open and uh, on the matter of the removal of reverse of the reserve designation for which piece of land uh, for lot r2 plan 3761hw and this hearing is to be held pursuant to section uh 206 and 674 of the Municipal Government Act uh, of 2000 as amended. Uh, Ms. Bell, could you confirm what the purpose of this public hearing is? I will do that. Okay. <laughs> the Ms. purpose of this Bench. public hearing is to provide members of the public an opportunity to address council before a decision is made with, with respect to the removal of the reserve designation from lot R2 plan 3761HW. And was this uh, public hearing uh, advertised in the local newspaper? It was on August 19th and August 26th. Uh, were there any written submissions received uh, but not included in the public hearing agenda package? No, there was no submissions received. Um, the um, Removal of the reserve designation was also placed on site as required by the Municipal Government Act, so it was posted at that site as well. Thank you, Ms. Bench. So uh, we will, uh, I'll ask that all persons giving an oral presentation are to clearly state their name and that uh, we would appreciate it if they keep their presentations brief and to the point. 
the order for this public hearing will be uh, the development officer to designate, and that'll be you, Ms. Bench? Yes. Um, and then we will follow that up by those in favor of the bylaw, those opposed to the bylaw, and any person deemed to be affected who wishes to be heard. And I will allow uh, questions from members of council after each presentation. So, Ms. Bench, if you could uh, make the uh, case as, as would the develop, development officer. Okay. In April of 2012, Alberta Transportation purchased the town shop, uh, which is located on the east side of the river. And uh, under an agreement with Alberta Transportation, the town is able to occupy the current lands as a tenant until February 2017. So we've been looking for land to construct a new shop on. And the property uh, along Weberville Road, lots R2 and lot P, plan 3761HW have been identified as an ideal location for the new shop. So we would like to remove the reserve designation from that uh, property to uh, allow us to go ahead and construct a shop on that property if uh, council deems that to be appropriate. Anything else, Ms. Bench? No, that's... Uh, Is there anybody uh, in favor of the bylaw that would uh, wish to, uh, that wishes to speak? Oh, that's what it says in my notes here. Okay, that's in the, so is there anyone in favor of the removal of the designation who wishes to uh, speak on this matter? First call, second call, third call. Um, I, I will now ask anyone opposed to the removal of the reserve designation on this piece of property to, uh, if they wish to speak, to uh, come to the microphone. First call, second call, third call. Hearing and seeing none, uh, I will then ask uh, if there's any person in the gallery who uh, uh, feels that they are affected and wishes to be heard on this matter. First call, second call, third call. I will uh, allow um, council to ask any questions of Ms. Bench regarding this 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 uh, reserve designation. Or is it patently obvious? I will assume from the lack of questions that it is obvious and straightforward. Um, I don't have any questions, so um, is there a concluding state statement that you wish to make, Ms. Bench? Just that this property would be ideal for the shop location and it would be uh, beneficial if the reserve designation were to be removed. Okay. Very good. Uh, I will now declare the, this public hearing. Oh, Ms. One, one, I guess, sorry, one quick question. Here comes that buzz again. How does the, uh, the the motion as far as the geotechnical apply to this property from a couple of meetings ago in regards to the bylaw? So the geotechnical has nothing to do with the removal of the reserve designation. Okay. I will declare this public hearing closed.
Um, I understand there are no presentations. Um, and I will now call on Mr. Graham Smith to uh, speak to the public disturbance bylaw and uh, just provide us with an update. I believe that most people have read your briefing notes, so there's probably no need to go into much detail. If members of council, you forgive me if I don't sit, but uh, if members of council have read the briefing notes, they're pretty self-obvious. Uh, we haven't moved as quickly as I'd like to have, but again, with uh, our CMP staff members who are assisting with this, but their vacation schedule, uh, my work schedule, and a little bit of vacation. Uh, we have identified some areas that need a lot of looking at, and we're pretty much out of the loitering season now. It's getting colder at night, and there's not that many people hanging about. So I, I do believe we, we have some time to, uh, to look at this in a very thorough and, and thoughtful manner. Okay, thank you, uh, Mr. Smith. I'm just wondering about the uh, name of this bylaw. Was has this always been the main name of the bylaw? I, this would be an up. Uh, we already have an, a bylaw with this particular name on it. It, it does. We we took another name. You know, we can we can name it whatever we want. We can uh, right. We can you know put it as the. Uh, I believe it's now public disturbances. Uh, most of them call it public behaviors. It's it's a ma matter of semantics. So the town hasn't actually drafted an official bylaw yet. This is all for discussion purposes Absolutely. at this point. Right. Uh, I I can see naming something public behavior bylaw would. That's like waving a red flag. Oh, absolutely. Probably the other places have done it. Uh, we we thought we'd run the flag run the flag up the pole and see if anybody saluted or threw things at it. And people did throw things at it. Absolutely. So, so um, well, thank you for the update. Uh, are there any other questions from the councillors of Mr. Smith? I didn't follow the graffiti stuff, like. And maybe I'm just misinterpreting it, and maybe I don't know what your intent is or what you're proposing there. Like, the way I read it, it implies that if a homeowner or a business wanted to paint the side of their building and maybe have a logo or something on it, according to the way I read it, that would be graffiti and therefore it would not be allowed. That's not the intent, is it? No, it's not the intent at all. Uh, it's for the... Wall art is one thing, graffiti is quite another. And where a homeowner, business owner paints something up that's in a tasteful and, and artful manner, yeah, he gives permission, that's fine and dandy. It's for the, uh, well, what the police and the rest of the community call taggers. Yeah, they, and they, they run about and paint their little slogans or little twirly designs on whatever, whether it be a a CN boxcar or the side of a building. That's malicious graffiti. The uh, the wall art and the logos and uh, again we've got to be careful with the centennial of the town coming up that we you know don't discourage the tasteful artful you know, artful is not a good word but art type work as opposed to just the the, the slash and daub type thing. And but yeah from your question Councilor Burr the intent was not to uh, go the way you're thinking. I just, to me, if we 
had something in there that if the owner okayed it, then it's okay. Like it's quite another thing if I went and painted something on somebody else's building as a, without their permission. But like to me, I just like to see stuff really clear what's what's intended. Yeah, and that, I I believe that uh, that wording I, I took. Uh, from the city of Calgary and a couple of other smaller municipalities who basically said, you know, well, just because Buddy says you can paint his wall uh, is not a defense if you're just scrawling stuff all over. It, it's got to have some merit as opposed to, like I said, the slash and daub stuff. You, you see where I'm coming from? I understand, but again, what... I may think is not art. Someone else may well, think one, is art. Well, one so, man's art is another man's trash. And then, and that puts, I think, any bylaw officer in a very untenable situation if you're getting arguing, well, is, is something art or not? Well, again, with we have the perfect opportunity coming up with the centennial and the, the types of art that the council has been discussing you know, for that and to promote downtown revitalization to liaise with community services, uh, the police, and, and various uh, social organizations to create a product that is very clean and pleasant looking in your downtown as opposed to, you know, squirrels and squirrely stuff. Any other questions of Mr. Smith? Uh, perhaps a motion from a councillor to accept Mr. Smith's uh, uh, briefing as for information. Okay. All in favor of Mr. Ford's motion. Uh, there is no unfinished business, I see. Um, that takes us to new business. Uh, Alberta Games. Uh, there is an invitation to bid. Um, Ms. Bell, I don't know if you want to comment on it. I see that the town of Grimshaw and Northern Sunrise County would like to bid either on the Alberta Winter Games, the Alberta Summer Games of 2018, That's and um, and the, is do they want to also bid on the Masters Games or? I'm unsure they received the invitation for the Alberta 55-plus games. Uh, we received it about two to three weeks after the youth senior, or sorry, the summer winter games for youth. So they might have missed that second invitation because that would have gone out to all municipalities also. So we've had the advantage to put both requests into one right. um, report. And we, we as a town and a region have already hosted the Winter Games in 2004. Correct. And the Summer Games in? 2010. 2010. Yeah. And when is our, what is going to be our centennial year? Is that 2019 or 2018? Correct, 2019. <coughs> because yeah. we were incorporated yeah. as a town on December the 19th, 2019. Correct. <laughs> I believe yes. so. Yes. We need Laura Gloria yes. to confirm that. Okay. So so we're going to do the centenary celebrations <laughs> in the summer of 2019. I would assume it would be the year of 2019 that some celebration of such would be okay. planned out. Yes. But these these games are 27. 17 for the 55 plus and 2018 
winter or summer for the youth. So February 2018 or July 2018. And the interesting thing about the 55 plus games is um, they used to have summer and winter games for the 55 plus, but now it is summer and winter combined. <laughs> the fall games. Yeah, the, the fall, actually held in July, so it's not even the fall games. But I guess they're doing indoor winter activities so, only. Well, how's this, how do we manage that with the skiing? Do we that, have to build a, build a stadium over Misery Mountain? Um, I think and I'll make defer artificial that. Snow? Yeah. No, it's, it looks as if you would do curling, hockey, those types of activities indoor. All people games. 55 plus. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, so, and uh, the issue has always been uh, for, for the for the town is the, uh, the the burden, the work burden. Uh, are you thinking that, and also just wearing out the volunteers yeah. and also the, the town staff. So are you feeling that 2017 and or 2018 is a real possibility? And what is, what is administration's preference? There, there's the biggest challenge that I foresee for the town and the region is that we are embarking or attempting to embark on a major capital project, being a new arena complex of, of sort. Um, fundraising for that project, there, there's pros and cons to hosting a game. One of the pros is you have the potential of accessing additional grants to your region, um, which could assist you in construction of a new facility. However, typically it's the organizing committee who applies for those grants for the specific sports or the specific facilities that require upgrades for sports. So an example from the 2010 games was we rubberized the track. Uh, the Town of Peace River contributed to it, the project. There was a $75,000 grant applied for and, and, and obtained and the school divisions also contributed. Wasn't a specific um, nowhere on our 10-year capital plan was that identified. Um, however, it was a specific upgrade that was needed to host the games. So it, it, you have to be careful with the, you'll get additional grants to your community for, for facility upgrades, but it's going to be for the specific sports, what their requirements are. Um, so there is some potential for some grant there can be the potential also for pulling from your fundraising dollars of which there might not be as many now in terms of our financial, the economy of the area. That can be difficult for us as a municipality in doing fundraising for our specific capital project. So that's kind of my cautionary notes. I thought um, your cautionary note would be you better have the arena ready for 2018 or 2017. Well, that in a perfect world would be great, <laughs> but we'd have to start tomorrow. Uh, I thought that's the next item on you. <laughs> it is. Okay. So, um, and I guess the other, the other municipalities, Grimshaw and NSC, are just looking for a letter to say, hey, uh, mm -hmm. let's kick kick off a, yeah. a planning committee. So the process is we would ne need to get a letter of intent into the province by September 15th. Um, because if you don't get your letter in, of intent in by that time frame, you cannot put forward a formal bid. 
You can always retract your letter of intent at a later date if, as I'm suggesting, the committee isn't um, finding that there's challenges. In the past, we've found it very challenging to host a seniors, the 55 plus winter. Um, we discovered that the number of rooms that we needed in terms of hotel space didn't match up to what was going to be available. And we, at that time, the committee decided maybe this isn't the games for us to host and we stepped back from putting forward uh, a formal bid. So the committee can do more detailed analysis based on what each community has to offer a regional games of how they'd like to proceed is sort of in a nutshell the recommendation. And what about the Arctic games? Those are always on the horizon. Um, that is something I know a, a group in the community, specifically the um, Peace Region Game Society that are still in alive and well, they would really like to apply to host the Arctic Winter Games at some point. And when's, when, when, when does that happen, every four years? Um, the chair, uh, Dave Van Tamlin and I spoke approximately about a month ago. Um, 2020 is the number that they were looking at. However, there was some potential changes in um, who was hosting next, which continent. There's a, a rotational process that the Arctic Winter Games go to. It goes from continent to continent, so Russia, Greenland somehow gets in there. I'm not sure continent-wise where they fit, but um, and then it comes back to North America and then hops back over to um, Russia. So there's some potential change there, so we don't have a firm date of when potentially could come back to northern Canada region. And then we would bid within that northern Canada region. So that's up in the air. Ms. Binky, what are your views on this matter? On the games? Yeah, well, just just proceeding on this, I suppose. Um, sorry, I think I missed your comment about what the other municipalities were were saying about it, but I would hate to put, like, we've talked to them about this, and are they game? We've received, uh, from the town of Grimshaw, they're interested in submitting. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, and Northern Sunrise County has provided a general, we may be interested if you're interested yeah. sort of approach. Because I know, yeah. like, I don't know, I've never been involved with the Seniors 55. I think they were in Fairview after yes. we did the Summer Games. That's correct. Um, so I wasn't involved with the 55-plus games in terms of the, the magnitude of it. Yeah. But I was involved with the Winter Games we had in, what, 04? Correct. And the Summer Games in 2010. Yeah. And my concern would be... Um, the volunteer yeah. issue. I'm not even as concerned so much right now about the room stuff because yeah. I think we would be okay with that. But the volunteer yeah. is always the concern. Like you look for volunteers now for anything and you just can't get people. Yeah. That would be my only concern. I mean, it's good for the community and I know that, mm -hmm. um, you know, it brings a lot of exposure <laughs> to the community. It's a good yes. regional participation. Um, I don't know, like I, how much do we commit ourselves? We put in a letter of intent and then we decide whether or not we can pull it off. You could. I think that's or if are you do you have to be prepared to follow through? No, you can, and we have in the past um, because we couldn't meet right. the accommodation right. requirement for the seniors' winter. Then we had to retract. So it would be the same thing letter. if we yeah. ga we're gauging the volunteer support and yes. it wasn't there. We would be able to. That's right. I don't know. I mean, I think anytime you do that and you can bring that exposure to your to your community, it's good. Um, 
especially if you're dealing with an economy that's a little bit slower, bringing people into the community that yep. are going to spend money in it. But um, I, my concern is the volunteer base because I know at, for sure in the 2010 games that was a that was a really big issue. Yes, really it big was. issue. Yes, and so. in that particular case, because it was a split shift, uh, it wasn't asking for people to commit for four days, which is typical. Yeah. It was a week. A week, yeah. And the other thing yeah. is, too, with this, the seniors one you said is in July, which is in the middle of peak vacation season, too, yeah. right? So everybody's out of town. Yeah. So that would be my other concern. I mean, yeah. if we were able to submit a letter in support and then have a real good conversation with our regional partners to find out whether or not they think the people, the manpower is feasible, mm -hmm. I would think that's got to be our first step. I don't know why these timelines are always so tight. And they are. We received this in mid-August. So having a an early August council meeting, we weren't able to catch yeah. that, and it doesn't give you any time to have detailed discussions. Yeah. Is there a 2019 <coughs> game of some description? The senior, Alberta uh, 55 plus would be 2019, would be the next round because it's uh, every, they offset the uh, youth games. Oh, yeah. with the seniors. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. But they look at, like they try to move those around. Like if they're down south one year, yes. they'll be up north, and then they're in the east and the west. Yeah. They, I, I think ideally they attempt that, but it really depends also on who, which community step up to bid to host. My suggestion would be, as you said, that we put in a, a letter of intent by the 15th and then get together with our neighbors. Okay. Uh, so my preference is to do 2019 and do the Masters games. You catch the greatest generation ever. <laughs> okay, Mr. Ford. <laughs> well, it's in the podcast. Yes, that's right. <laughs> oh, was that buzzing again? Agreed with Terry, Councillor Sawchuk. Ron, I think we should submit and then we decide, check it out, see if we want to think we can make it work. Colin, uh, that sounds reasonable. I, I think the other question is uh, who our competition is, but I think Director Tanya indicated that it's as much of a shopping exercise as it is competition. So. If uh, Councillor Sawchuk has a motion on the floor that reads as suggested, I'm in favor of it. So what's your motion, Councillor Sawchuk? Uh, my motion is that we put in a letter of, what did you call it? Intent. A letter of intent by uh, September 15th and leave us the option to uh, confer with our regional partners and have a meeting or two and decide if it is something we want to go ahead with. Do you have to decide which games? Um, yes, yeah, so we would have to actually submit a letter of intent for both games just to give us the wiggle room. <coughs> the letter in, of intent for the Alberta 55 plus games is due September 30th. But do, seems to be too you know, your, your motion is that we, we submit a letter for Peace River to host with the regional partners or is it just, do we support Grimshaw's request? I think the way I read the information here is that they would be looking or expecting a regional bid Correct. for all of these games. Yes. Peace River would not be able to do it by themselves and that's yeah. a given so yeah. it would be a regional bid. Yeah. But would Grimshaw head that up? Would they submit? We just sent a letter, our motion, we will support Grimshaw or? Do you could. 
I would say you would just say we would support a regional bid. Okay, and then that Tanya sort out how, how that gets put together and submitted. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So what is Mr. Sacek's motion, uh, Ms. Bell? Could you um, read that back? Uh, Councillor Sawchuk moved that the Town of Peace River submit a letter to the Ministry of Culture and Tourism indicating the support for a regional bid for the 2018 Alberta Summer and Winter Games. And, and that the town submit a letter right. of intent for the 2017 okay. Alberta 55 Perfect. plus games. And then are you also indicating the <coughs> committee proceed with all the partners? Yes. Okay. Makes well. it very so I could continue on. There is more. <laughs> no. no. All right. <laughs> okay. So we're going to take a vote on Mr. Sachek's motion, and hopefully you've captured it I in have. writing. All in favor of Mr. Sachek's motion? So uh, we have uh, the next item is Sisters in Spirit Proclamation in Memorial Rock. So uh, the Inter-Agency inter inter Aboriginal Committee, or is it Aboriginal? Inter-Agency inter <laughs> inter Committee. Uh, um, first of all, they want, uh, uh, they, well, they'd like the mayor and council to attend uh, October the 4th, uh, Sisters in Spirit Walk, but they also want permission to put a memorial rock for um, missing and murdered, murdered uh, Aboriginal women, right? Correct. Um, so I think it's fairly straightforward. Are there any objections to, uh, to enabling all counselors to attend the uh, October 4th walk and or putting a memorial rock in Riverfront Park? No, Your Worship, I put a motion on the table to accept administration's recommendation to enable council to attend the walk on October 4th. Um, they're also asking us to um, proclaim October 4th as Sisters in Spirit Day in Peace River, so my motion would include that, as well as um, the placement of a memorial rock at Riverfront Park. Okay. All in favor of Councillor Benke's motion? Passed. Um, the next item is the Recreation Facility Committee. Uh, they've met twice, um, and in the uh, perhaps Ms. Bell, since you, I think you're the author of this briefing note, perhaps you could That's summarize correct. it for the gallery and the <clears throat> press. Uh, what we provided for council this evening is the minutes from the two meetings of the Regional Recreation Facility Committee, in addition to the updated and approved terms of reference that the committee adopted at the last meeting. Um, sort of the highlights, uh, at our last meeting, Councillor Sawcheck was um, appointed, nominated. chair nominated. Uh, I, I thought nom and told was my new word. Yeah. Uh, in conjunction with Norm Duval as the co-chair uh, from the councillor from Northern Sunrise County. Um, terms of reference were adopted with some minor changes in addition to adding um, the village of Nampa 
Village of Berwyn and the Town of Grimshaw as associate members to that terms of reference to allow them to come into the process at any point. Um, and also be, Town of Grimshaw has indicated they're very interested in being um, available for advice uh, from their own experience of constructing a facility in the most recent, um, in, in nearest community to us also. Um, there has been a request for verification from the Town of Peace River or confirmation of the Town's intent for the operation of the Baytex Energy Center, the existing arena uh, in the future. And that was one of the to-dos that came out of the minutes from this last meeting. Um, in addition, the committee looked at the further develop of the existing preliminary plan to include additional uh, amenities such as a fitness wellness space, community programming rooms, we're calling them, um, sort of an exercise studios, dance studio concept, and also a climbing wall. So the architect that BR2, our architect for the arena, is taking the existing preliminary design and adding these three features or three, these three new amenities, and we'll come back with a concept for our next meeting on October 1st. Um, and the committee will take a look at that with some approximate costing some generalized costing of what those amenities or additions will look like um, to adding to the construction. So really the concern from the surrounding municipalities is that we would continue to use the Baytex Energy Center as a second ice surface when there are other facilities in the region that they think would, uh, would lose clientele. So they're looking for a letter that, uh, well, I, we, we know that the building's in bad shape mm -hmm. and we would uh, retire that building. And uh, in fact, I've heard that the ice slab, uh, you're pretty well skating on cement on one side. Yep, it's so, shifted again. Yep. So uh, you're looking for a uh, motion from, from a counselor that uh, to uh, allow administration to write a, uh, a letter clarifying that uh, it is our intent to uh, um, retire the Baytex, to retire the, uh, re to, uh, well, to, that, yeah, we would retire the Baytex arena or energy center as an ice surface. Would that be sufficient or? I believe so and maybe Councillor Benke and Sacha could add. Yeah, I think the concern was exactly like you stated, that we would be operating two ice surfaces. And yeah. I think, I, from my understanding, first off, I think you're right. If we make it that far, we'd be lucky. Second off, that, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it would be economically feasible for us to try and run both um, buildings, even if we could. So, again, I think it's just a... A letter stating that yes, it is certainly our intent to shut down the use of the ice surface in the Baytex Center as soon as the other facility is functional. So, would you care to make a motion to? Uh, I would put a motion that. Uh, Colin? Or Perhaps your worship a motion from uh, someone that's not okay. the chairperson. Uh, I'd put a motion on the floor, your worship, that uh, we direct administration to write a letter to the uh, regional uh, BTEX partners and uh, 
note that our plan is to retire the uh, Batex Energy uh, facility uh, once the new uh, the new center is constructed. So it'd be a, uh, a letter to the Regional Recreation Facility Committee. Correct. Okay. All in favor of Mr. Needham's motion. Okay. Very good. We will now move on to um, fuel purchasing, and I uh, would imagine that Ms. Uh, Adams will speak to that. Go ahead, Ms. Adams. Um, what administration is looking for is a request for decision that enables the town to go through the Alberta Association of Municipal Districts and Counties for our fuel purchases rather than go on our own and ask for tenders and then go from there every four years. Our um, current contract has expired and we're presently in just the extension of the contract. And by going through this AAMDC, we um, actually benefit from their expertise and their monitoring that we will be getting the best price for our dollar or the, the best cost savings with gas and fuel purchases. And they basically took four months of our previous spending and have projected that we save approximately 13500 a year by going through this program. Now, mind you, that will fluctuate as prices fluctuate, but I feel it's a good savings and a lot of savings in administration time for tendering this purchase or this um, tender out. There is the downside, there might be a companies that don't participate in um, this program, but they probably will eventually if they find out that the town is going this route. So um, with this, by doing it through AMDC, we, we wouldn't just be, you wouldn't just, just go to one supplier, I guess you'd, They've got a sort of a deal where you end up going to various suppliers and you just get the cheapest gas? They follow the same tendering process. Oh, okay. And they go to the, the lowest, but they also have qualified people that are monitoring that we, they are following the contract prices. Oh, okay. So that they actually <coughs> follow the fluctuation in the prices and that, and which we just do not have the knowledge or the manpower that so sandy um did they um they monitor locally where we would get yes so they wouldn't offer us fuel or oil from some supplier that isn't in the region no no um i think ufa has the contract right so we have ufa and um i think asso has the bulk i'm not sure but it Currently, is, you mean? Yeah, with these, not with us. Right okay. now, we're with Petro Canada. Okay. So, again, my point is that these companies are obviously aware of this program with AUMA. I mean, they're big companies. They must be aware of it. So, yes. I mean, they would know the bid process. Yes. And if they can't meet the prices. Um, my understanding is Petro Canada did not get on this year 
but I think, it, and I'm just making a speculation here, it was probably, may have been during the time it was being sold and bought that they didn't make this year, but they could make next year. Oh, so the local PetroCanada, the local UFA, those are the ones that end up bidding yes. to uh, AMDC? Yes. Okay. Well, just tell PetroCan to sign up and, well, I'm, I'm, I'm good for this, but maybe other, one, other people, but I'm only one vote. So. But this is probably similar what, if I understand that, maybe you understand, I didn't read all this stuff. Like the provincial government, they do the same thing where they go to all the, all the gas dealers, whether it's PetroCan, Shell, whatever, and they ask for the best pricing, they submit the prices and then they give those special rates to the government. So when, when a government vehicle picks up, we get a, three cent or five cent or ten cent, whatever the discount is. So, I mean, the local guys, if they're part of this package, they will they will still get the business. It's not like this is all going to a Calgary firm that's going to be trucking gas. No, we'll be going to whoever. Whoever's on yeah, that thing. Yeah, whoever was the lowest bid on the tender to these people, it goes to the local firm. Like, okay. we wouldn't be bringing bulk out of Calgary. So, pardon me for interrupting again. Is this uh, annual then? Would it be done annually or every two years or what's the time frame? Um, I'm not sure if it's done annually. <coughs> it's done consistently. It could be every every two years or maybe every annual, but I don't know that answer. Okay. So it's obviously a card lock uh, yes. thing. So will town employees and counselors be able to participate? <laughs> Um, that would be up to the CEO, and I don't think so. <laughs> it seems pretty straightforward to me, Your Worship. Uh, I would recommend that the town of Peace River begin purchasing its fuel through the AAMDC program. That's the motion. Okay. Mr. Just one quick question, Ms. Adams. How does that, like in the briefing note there, it show it actually lists the four, the four uh, companies that participate. In my understanding, these four companies are the ones that participate in the bid process, these and that would be local. Yes, we would go. Because I think there's one of them there, or a couple of them there that uh, don't have a card lock here. Okay, so UFA um, participate. Yes. Now, fast gas and ESO. Right. Now, UFA in this area, there's only certain ones that can participate. Fast gas can't participate in this area because they don't have a card lock. So the only ones that participated was UFA, my understanding, and Petro-Canada. Now, UFA may have gotten, gotten the vehicle or gas, and Petro-Canada may have gotten the bulk fuel and oils. So it depends on which one's the lowest that they go with. But who, if UFA did get the lowest fuel, they get it for that term. And fuel gets it for that term. They don't lump it together like we in the past have done. If UFA is the lowest in this term in fuel, then they get it. And if PetroCan is the lowest in bulk, they get it for that. They divide it up. So for instance, let's say, just say fast gas in the area, in the area, if there was if there was a fast gas in the area, whether they're card lock or not a card lock, you can still get the fast gas card and and purchase your fuel through a, 
like a service station, like a third part? I can't answer that. Yeah, I shouldn't have brought up the card lock thing. <laughs> it's so, you know, and if that's the, if you can do it that way, then maybe they do have cards for that specifically. Like a credit card, is that what you're talking about? At FastGas? Because we, with us at work, we, we're on a similar program to this. We just went from one company to, to a different company, and we are now on a card lock system where we weren't on a card lock system before, but we, it was kind of still the same thing. We could go to a fuel station and use the card to fuel up, and it's not a card lock. But there again, we're still locked under that contract for that pricing. I think, I, I don't know. I would assume we would want a card lock that full way. We're not going across Canada with. But the brochure cards. says it's fleet card, fleet fuel. Yeah. So yeah. it's the same, which exactly what you're saying. It's fleet. Yeah, yeah, okay. I understand that. Okay, Mr. Needham has a motion on the. Uh, on the floor to uh, adopt re uh, administration's recommendation, which is to go through AMDC. So all in favor? Passed. Uh, that takes us to Mr. Dietrich. There's a, he has a briefing note uh, regarding the launch of the new website. Yeah, so as you might have noticed, our new website went live today. Um, if you go to peaceriver.ca, it will look very different than it did um, about 24 hours ago. <laughs> so, so far, just some interesting notes about the development process. Um, it took about 100 hours of work so far between myself and our contractor. Uh, the contractor is contracted for about 60 hours of work. We're still under that by about five hours from our initial budget allocation. There's also a little bit of reserve cash set aside in addition to the stuff that's left over within the budget, so we're well under for that right now, which is good. Um, that was, uh, there will be some tweaks and adjustments that need to be made over the next couple of weeks, and so this money sort of gives some breathing room for that. Um, that being said, so the biggest change overall, aside from obviously the visual changes, are the actual are within the actual design of the site. It's been optimized in a way for search engines, um, users, and mobile tablets. So it should display really well on your phones or your devices at home. Uh, tomorrow I'll be testing it on iPad, which is the only tablet I don't think we've tested it on yet. It should work. We just need to go through and make sure everything everything works on it. Um, when I say optimized for search engines, it means that Google will more effectively crawl the pages. It'll compile a more accurate, up-to-date listing as time goes on. Um, and our main page offers uh, new avenues for advertising and promotion of town events, uh, programs, initiatives, that kind of thing. You'll see the sliders right now. I just have them on sort of a, a display with a different picture and part of our mission statement. Those can all be changed at will. I'll be changing them later this week to promo the Parade of Programs and Alberta Culture Days. Um, if we had new bylaw that we wanted to seek feedback on, we could put it up for a week or two and just have it spin. 
Um, so that's interesting. Uh, the other big change is switching from what I've called the hyperlinked PDF model of website to embedded content. So if you notice before our website was a lot of please click here for this and then it would take you to a PDF. As much as humanly possible we're trying to scrap all that. PDFs are great for emailing internally and for printing. Uh, they're terrible for websites. They don't show up in Google searches. They don't display well on a whole bunch. Functionality varies between device, browser, and it, there's just a lot of variables we can't control for. So one example of this, and I just noticed an error, so you'll have to bear with me on it, but if you go to the bylaw listings page under uh, governance, you'll see how we've organized the bylaws. Um, when the site was still a test, all those links in that chart were hyperlinked, so I'll have to go back through and relink them. Uh, the links got lost in the migration from the old site to the new one. But essentially that is now an embedded chart. It'll show up on your phone just fine. You can search through it. Uh, if you type in the word noise, it's going to pop up the noise bylaw right away. No more scrolling through 50 million. I can also shorten the length of the chart so it looks nicer on the page. So maybe it's only showing five entries at a time, but you can still go through page by page. Um, so that's one example. Another example, if you go under governance and go to uh, projects, click on municipal projects, it'll take you to a landing page for municipal projects. This, on the right-hand side, you'll see a sidebar that lists the municipal projects that the town is currently doing, town projects, and then a small dividing line, then underneath that should say other projects. So this is just a, this sidebar is a feature you'll see throughout the website. It's specific to each segment of the website and offers new navigation options. So if you're under community services, it'll offer all of your community services breakdowns. Um, if you're under council, council's got its own sidebar that breaks it down. Under the projects, we were able to use it to keep updated individual pages for each project that's ongoing while drawing a clear dividing line between what's town and what's not town. So if you click on other projects, it'll bring up like fiber optic, um, that kind of thing. Uh, so that's another sort of nice organizational tool we have now at our disposal that we didn't before. Um, one that I just added over the weekend, if you go to, again, the council tab and scroll down and go to the bottom of the list, you'll see uh, strategic and capital plans. If you click on there, it is the capital plan is hyperlinked to that big text. Right now, it's just too big of a spreadsheet to embed in the page right now. This is an example of when we would need to use PDFs. But if you look at the uh, strategic plan, that one actually broke down real nice into an image gallery. So I moved, so they're all images, uh, each, each slide, and you can click on them and they'll pop up, and then you can click left or right or whatever. So it's just, again, trying to find more visually interesting ways to bring our content onto the website so it looks modern. It's not just big blocks of text, which people tend to not read um, or to glance over. Uh, so yeah, and when I say working, uh, the sort of key person in mind that we designed the website for was the end user, uh, which in techno language simply means the person using the website or the software at the end of the production process. In this case, it means residents, businesses, groups, the media, and those who might want to move here, those who might want to invest here, and probably any other group that might interact with the town in any way, shape, or form. Um, and that includes people who are internet savvy and those who aren't. So we've been trying to make the information simple and accessible. 
Um, we've also been basing it off of data drawn from our previous website. I now have access to the Google Analytics, so I'm able to see all of the traffic that goes through our current website and the previous one. Um, interesting note, by the time we shut down our old site, we were getting more than 50% of our traffic from mobile devices as opposed to laptops or desktops. Hence why we really did need a new website. Um, people are more and more are accessing it through tablets, through phones, so makes sense. Um, another cool one that you guys might like to take a look at would be the council meeting schedule, also under the council tab. With our new events listing plugin, uh, it lets us categorize events listings based on their theme. So council meetings are filed under council meetings, uh, and then I can embed specific event categories into a page. So anytime council meetings are added, the top, I think it's three or four um, entries will appear on that meetings page. So before we used to have council meetings on two places. We'd have the council meetings landing page that explained our meetings breakdown, had the policies and procedures uh, documents available, and it would also list when the next couple meetings were. And then we had them again in our events calendar. This is one of those one of the key things with this site was trying to figure out how we can limit the amount of work it requires to maintain the site. In that case, you had an example where the same information would have to be uploaded to the website twice in two different places after every council meeting, essentially. This just eliminates that. It'll have the next four meetings or so there automatically, and we only have to update them in the event listing page, which should only really happen once a year or when changes are made to specific council dates. Um, and yeah, the other really interesting feature, I think, is uh, if you mouse over the News and Events tab at the top left on the main page, that's visible anywhere on the website, and it offers a quick snapshot breakdown of the most recent news posts, um, as well as most recent events coming up, and short links to submit an event, submit uh, or view all news, or view uh, more expanded views of a specific news item. So we're trying to bring the content that people access the most from our previous website front and center so that they can get to it quicker here. And we're also trying to make content that they need to access that they might not have known um, easier to access. Which brings me to my final point, the I want to part, uh, which is still under construction. And I think that one's going to constantly be a work in progress. So uh, right now we just threw up a couple of quick ones that sort of came to mind initially as we were building the site. Um, but if you have suggestions, I mean, that one can be expanded quite easily. But essentially, it's just a short link. And I'm going to be talking with uh, our front counter staff and our community services, uh, Robbie at community services, to get a feel for the kinds of questions that they feel most often from the public. Um, and that information will m make its way front and center onto the I want to. But basically, it's a shortcut through our website. So you don't need to go through the correct section or whatever if you want to find tax forms or business licenses or info on noxious weeds. Um, it's all just there right quickly. Anybody have any questions? No, that's good. Although I'm, uh, I'm on this peacerivercivicweb.net and I was able to access some of these uh, agenda items at work, but here I'm being asked for a civic web login. The civic web is a third-party uh, service that we pay a licensing fee for to host our stuff through. 
So we've been having some issues uh, just with accounts and being able to build the agenda properly this week. It didn't quite work out. You can still view the whole agenda with all the attachments, though, via the PDF link, just not the split screen or the HTML. We seem to be having some bugs with that. Oh, okay. But it's uh, that one I checked. Um, it's unrelated to the new website. Oh, okay. Yeah. Distinct, separate web issue. Good. Any questions of Mr. Dietrich? Okay, perhaps a motion to accept uh, the briefing note on the new website for information. Mr. Ford, all in favor? Okay, uh, speaking of questions most often asked in front of, of the uh, front desk staff, we have an item here on water charge. So, um, Ms. Bench, you're handling this, are you? Yes. So we've had a complaint that one of the water charges um, that this resident received in June, uh, she thinks it's quite high and that she should not have to pay it. So we've gone through and we've looked at um, previous billings and uh, there's been some investigation in the background going on and... Um, <coughs> The reading that is in question is an actual reading, so attached there's also a listing of the um, past history of uh, this utility account. And it, uh, the uh, most recent one, the July one, is an actual reading again, and it's quite low, but the August one has come back high again, and they've checked that out, and it as well is in an actual reading. No, I don't, but I was told it's high as well, so I'm not quite sure what it is. But if you look back in 2014, June and July, those two months were high as well. Yeah. Sorry, yes, July and August. Yeah. Um, so the recommendation from administration is that uh, the, um, the customer be informed that... Uh, there will be no adjustment done on this account because it is an actual read. Right, and when you go back even to the year before that, so in June of, oh yeah, in 2013. Yeah, in July there was a high reading there as well. 25 and 12, and then, and then in uh, 2014 there was 17.962, which I guess they complained about before, and then there was 39, so... They're obviously watering their lawn or, uh, or doing something there. So it's not unusual for them to have high numbers during the summer months, and it's been a dry year this year. So, And with the new yeah. meters that are going in, the Neptune reads, uh, it's going to be a quicker response as well to be able to read these. The other thing that's noted on that is if you look at the winter period, if I'm reading this correctly, there's uh, the the actual consumption rate three three cubic meters for those three months, so they're they're quite low. Um, just as a side note, I've experienced. Uh, I know the briefing note talks about running toilets, and that's obviously a uh, a, a key one. But I I think we've sent out reminders in our utility notices before, but. Um, I know if we, I'm not suggesting we do it now, but if we were to get a rash, then we would. But uh, I know there's a number of people in town that have got uh, 
watering ponds or backyard ponds, they often develop leaks. Uh, I had an outside faucet on my house, which I checked everything in my house and had no leaks, but this was actually an outside faucet and the water was running outside and I've never experienced that before. So you, you need to be re very mindful of these things. You, uh, you need, to, uh, need to pay attention. So uh, you think you don't have a leak. Um, well, either you're using a lot of water or you've got a leak and you need, you need, to, you need to be checked very carefully. The front-end staff, uh, that's one of their procedures, is they ask the people to check for leaks whenever they come in to complain. Mm -hmm. They go through those steps with them. Right. Okay. So, uh, motion on this matter? Ms. Benke? I put a motion on the table to accept administration's recommendation, uh, which is that no adjustment be made to a utility account 3117 zero 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 five six one four decimal zero nine uh, and that a letter be sent to the customer informing them of council's decision okay. very good uh, all in favor of Ms. Benke's motion and let the record show it was unanimous okay um, that now <laughs> takes us to the uh, and I'm on the split screen and the PDF is it working but I'm still being asked for a username and password. Go to the PDF version, not the split screen. Well, anyhow, uh, the next item is uh, Mighty Peace Golf Club request to meet with council. And the Mighty Peace Golf Club would like to come in October 4th. Is that right? That? October 5th to uh, discuss their financial situation. Although, to me, this seems like a perfect agenda item for a regional recreational committee. <laughs> okay. So, um, um, I guess, as, so is there a, are you, so why don't we just put them on October 5th? Do we actually need to make a motion on this or? Well, we can, uh, somebody make a motion to uh, to uh, invite my or are you asking us to invite them or just accept their uh, their request for? Uh, so basically, they're uh, asking for funding. They've got a letter attached that goes through their um, the uh, issues they're running into, and um, they're asking for uh, some financial assistance. So the. Uh, request or the uh, recommendation from administration is to uh, invite them to an October 5th, uh, 2015 regular meeting of council so they can present their business plan, which okay. they are in the process of working on. Okay, who would like to make that motion? I actually spoke with a couple of their board members and uh, that's the exact discussion I had with, uh, with them. So I'll put that motion on the floor to invite the uh, Peace Country Golf Club to uh, prevent their, present their business plan to council. Okay. All in favor of Councillor Ford's motion? Uh, the, there's a request for sponsorship from... Um, which group was this? Your Worship? The Make Peace Foundation. Can we take a short break? Uh, yeah, we could. You don't want to drive the bot and power through? What's that? Okay, uh, we will recess for five minutes.
is something in the kitchen. There has been a mutiny by council. No. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like me to bring yours? So, so now, if I plug this in. Oh yeah, let's hear that. Look at that. Wow. So, so I go like this. from the Make Peace Foundation. Make Peace Foundation. And they're looking for $7,000. And administration is saying you could give it to them, but we're recommending $8,000 um, for the time being. That's correct. Would it? Okay. Any uh, any comments on this particular briefing note? I was a little, uh, first off, a little confused. I, you know, I don't doubt the value of their project. Uh, what I am kind of surprised at is that they expect the town of East River to pay for it all. I mean, this might as well come out of the parks budget if that's what's happening. You know, putting three benches in, putting a little sidewalk. But I, I failed to see the... Uh, their initiative here. I would hope that they would be able to do some fundraising on their own if they wish to implement this project. That's my thought. So you'd uh, support uh, administration's recommendation? Yeah, I suppose we could certainly uh, support them in, in, to some degree, but uh, not to the full degree of their ask. In regards to the benches, they're asking about how close are the benches in the park currently? Across, across the walking path, on the other side of the walking path. So there were, the site design is to have the benches right in front of the pool. There is a site picture further down. 
he's fine, yeah. There's the other one. Doesn't that sort of block the view of the Peace Ball? They're, they're going to be backless benches. thought this through. So just to pick up on Councillor Sawchuk's theme, so is there another way to skin the cat here, I think is, is the conversation I've heard. So instead of providing this money to this group, we simply direct administration to incur these expenses, and is that, is that what we're suggesting? No, well, that's not what Mr. Sawchuk is <laughs> suggesting. Mr. Sachuk is suggesting that they should <coughs> uh, fundraise the majority of the dollars, if not all the dollars. And the uh, administration has put forth a recommendation that we take $1,000 out of a Grantster Groups fund and uh, give that to them as seed money and uh, have them uh, fundraise the rest. But probably we don't want to give them a th the thousand dollars would be uh, would be conditional on them raising whatever sixty five hundred <coughs> odd dollars because there's no point in giving somebody a thousand dollars saying out there go out and fundraise and then they hang on to our thousand dollars <coughs> so so maybe. Maybe the recommendation is to uh, to advise, or maybe we should get this group to come back later when they've uh, raised eighty to ninety percent of the funds. There's also no um, uh, itemized list of what these costs are for. They actually don't right. say what the cost of a one bench is or where the costs are coming from. Well, one bench is around. Uh, $22,000. Just as a note, um, uh, the Recreation Parks Facility Coordinator has been working with them and has provided them with all of that detailed information, the exact costing for the backless benches and everything. So are these benches, they're going to be um, similar in design and style to what's already in the park? Yes, that's correct. We're actually upgrading some of the old wooden benches to the new metal design that you see yep. uh, our memorial bench program yep. and these are a backless version of it so they're a bench <laughs> so that's all we got can you explain the backwards bench so do you sit looking at the thing or you have to look away no, backless. backless oh backless yeah oh okay <laughs> okay all right nice. So that, mean, so, I, so that means when people come here for the 55-plus games, they fall off the benches. Is what I, would, that, what that I, I would recommend that we put a, a, a suggested administration write a letter back in response to their request, uh, stating that we would support them in to the tune of $1,000 once they have done some, some fundraising, that we'd, you know, and, and have them come back at such time, whether it's next summer or whenever they've achieved their goal. Okay, all in favor of Mr. Sawchuk's motion? <coughs> Passed. Um, 
There, the next item on the agenda uh, is an offer to purchase land, and this is a portion of the southwest uh, qu quarter of uh, um, is it uh, range section 31. section thirty-one township eighty-three range twenty-one west of the fifth meridian. Uh, road plan 842043, um, uh, lot 17, block 9, plan 3735AX, and this is a small portion of uh, the area that's uh, slated for road closure. And that would, uh, and the individual would like to build a stormwater management pond on there. Currently, uh, we don't see any any real use for this piece of property, but we own it, right? That's correct. It is right now. It is a roadway. Once the road is closed, it would um, it could potentially become a municipal reserve, as uh, outlined in their plan. Now, the bylaw has received first reading the road closure bylaw, and it has been sent to Alberta Transportation. So, until we hear back from Alberta Transportation, we can't. Uh, legally sell the property so this would be just to give them an indication whether or not council is uh, in favor of selling it once all the legislative requirements have been met so we sell it to them for 5,000 it comes back as municipal reserve well, that's how can we lose <laughs> I, I think what there is I have a bit of a question with this and, and it's something I've tried to sort out in the past there is a utilities right away in there, and I don't see how that's playing into this. Uh, so they have been in contact. It's uh, the gas and power lines go through there. They have been in contact with ATCO Electric and ATCO Gas to discuss this. But does not our sewer main from the west side also pass through that property? Yes, and that has been addressed as well. So there's so an we, easement through there for that? So when people go to buy some of these lots there, they're going to be an easement across the front of them? No, though our line does not go across any of those lots. Um, it runs in the right-of-way in the green area, so in here. Um, oh, right over there, yeah. And come right across front of these lots? That's, okay. that's the part of my question. Yeah, it does. I did not see that. So I guess, you know, like you say, we can't really make a decision on this right now until we get back from transportation, but I would strongly recommend that we get um, Alicia to come in and give us a little better update on, on what's there for utility right of ways and what needs to happen before we sell that property. It may not be an issue, but should be looked at. <coughs> well, why, why, why would it? I why believe it, they have discussed it, <clears throat> and but I will go back to them and uh, ask that question for sure. So right now, it wouldn't be. Uh, it would just be an indication from council if all legislative requirements and everything has been met. Would council be in favor of selling it? If you word it that way, I'm in support of. 
And I just wanted a question, Renee. Where did the five thousand dollars come from? Is that that was that was the offer they made based on a discussion with a realtor? So that represent fair market value for for an, that big an acreage. Then. I have not had it appraised, so I could not tell you what the fair market value for a piece of property in that area would be. Um, there would be no other use for it yeah. at this point. I don't know what you could possibly put on that section. So when it comes, <coughs> once they've subdivided, that would mo the majority of that property would become either a roadway or the uh, municipal reserve. A very small portion of it runs across the, f uh, the yards of the last one, two, three, five five or six residences there. I guess I'd just like to see the town get fair fair value for it. I mean, but... If that is fair, fair value. <laughs> but you can't use that piece of property for anything else. So, uh, so how are we... How, what's your recommendation in terms of wording a motion on it, coming on it tonight? So I would recommend... Uh, my recommendation is that uh, if council is comfortable that you pass a motion... Uh, Agreeing to the sale of this uh, road closure property once all the legislative requirements have been met for the for the for the uh, for five thousand dollars, or do we need to put that in there? You can put it in there, yes, for for five thousand dollars or some other amount that council feels is fair. Oh, okay. Uh, somebody want to make that motion? So the motion is that uh, that uh, uh, council um, agrees to to sell uh, to sell the piece of property designated as. I like the term "agree in principle." Okay, Councillor, so, so is this going to be Councillor Sawcheck move that, that Council approve? <laughs> Apparently it is. The sale of the portion of Southwest uh, 3183-21 west of the 5th, described as road plan uh, 842-2043 for a cost of $5,000 or uh, some, some other agreeable amount uh, well agreeable to who <coughs> agreeable to council to council uh, subject to all legislative requirements being met with respect to road closure bylaw number 1968 is that your motion Mr. Sutchick pretty sure I voiced that just like that yeah okay Uh, all in favor of Mr. Sawcheck's motion? Okay. <clears throat> so there's a uh, land use planning municipal internship. Uh, I don't think this was one I could open. So um, <clears throat> perhaps somebody could summarize it for me. So MMSA uh, has municipal interns that they get through municipal affairs through their uh, 
the uh, municipal internship programs. They um, have one right now, and Alicia actually came through that program as well. So they are trying to um, get another um, intern for the 20, where is it now? For the next round of um, applications, which is 2016 to 2018, they have to get their application in fairly soon to get that intern program going, and it's a regional participation that municipal affairs requires. Is the other land purchase the same one that we just did? No, no, there is another one. So we skipped over that one? Yeah, oh, did we more. skip over? Yeah. Sorry. No, that's okay. I was just kind of wondering okay. if I missed something there, because they're both numbered nine on here, so I wasn't sure. Okay. Yeah, nine A and B. Oh, okay. Okay. So let us go back. Back, Okay. So, well, so lot 17, block 9, plan 3735AX is, is a different piece of property. It is. So we've received uh, an offer to purchase that property. It's in the south end of town. It's a 33-foot by, I believe, 100-foot long lot. It's located um, right adjacent to an apartment building. There are two lots. One is a very steep hill and the other one is uh, fairly flat. There is some hillside in it, and that's the one the neighbor wants to purchase. So she's offering uh, $5,000 for that property. Currently, the assessed value on that property is $13,690, um, and that's from our uh, assessor from the 2015 assessment. So administration is recommending that we make a counter offer for no less than the assessed value of $13,690. And if accepted, the sale of the subject property be subject to lots 16 and 17, block 9, plan 3735AX being consolidated on title so that no other construction could happen on that one lot as there is some hillside and if... Um, there could be some geotechnical issues if we dug into that or if someone dug into that hillside with respect to that apartment building right above it. So the understanding, <laughs> you don't want to lose your house. So the understanding is in that it would become part of that on the understanding that it is not developable? That's correct. It would become one lot. They would have to consolidate with the existing lot with a house their house is on but you can't develop on that lot that's correct you could not develop on that lot would that include fencing as well or no fencing okay. would not impact so just where you're going to be excavating and putting in that's foundations right. and stuff okay so if you're going to restrict development on that piece of property doesn't the assessed value then go down possibly so if but that's 13,000 is very low already for us 33-foot lot. But we don't want development to occur on that lot. True. So 5000 seems fair. That's council's decision. When I did the assessment course, there's lots of debate in, in the course about the Edmonton lots like that, and there, there's not that much difference between those those vacant lots and the other lots are developable. Like I, you know, like well, we just agreed to a sale on how much land because it wasn't developable, and we sold it for five thousand dollars, or are agreeing in principle to five thousand dollars. So how do we justify the difference between these two? 
if it's not developable. Well, we haven't agreed to the 5,000. I, I still think we should look at the other lot. I mean, I mean, some municipalities, they want people to come in, so they'll sell lots, develop lots, and sell them for 5,000, but we haven't been doing that. So I think we should try to get market value for all the land. Now, if you want to discount this one because we're not going to allow future development on it, well, that's, that's reasonable, but it still shouldn't be, you know, more than almost a third of what the value is. I'm assuming that our development officer has talked to this person and has an idea what the intent of why they actually want it, just to enlarge their backyard, or? They have been maintaining it uh, for many years since they've moved in, and uh, they just want to... They didn't know it was for sale, so once they realized it was for sale, they want to buy it and have a larger yard. But they're, I think they're also concerned that, they're, that if somebody builds on it, they will, uh, there will be a disturbance of the, of, the, uh, of the ground that may... Possibly. They don't know for certain. Right. Their house is built... Um, <coughs> directly on the property line. So if anyone chose to build there, they would have to remove part of their structure or change where they enter their house. So by combining this lot with theirs, they're gonna put their house into back into compliance, basically. That's correct. So what about, so, uh, would there be enough room there if they wanted to put up a shed or a playground structure for their kids? Or, yeah, there would you know, be room for and that. And all that would still have to come back before development? No, no depending on, not a playground, depending on what but it is, depending right? on what it is, that's right. <coughs> How would you word that restriction? You'd have to register a caveat saying these are things you cannot do, and that would be part of the sales agreement. So something similar to like a I don't know, like a riverbank setback or something like that, where you can Similar to that, yes. You just register something on there saying it, that it can't be developed, and they'd have to agree to that. Okay. So is it fair to say that the town of Peace River has owned that property for ever? 20 years. So we took title to it from a tax recovery from tax sale, recovery. and that was back in 1995, 96, I want to say. Okay, so you, you could never develop a house on that property, though? No one has, in 20 years, come forward and made an offer on it. Hmm. And the, per, the person that made the offer of $5,000, is he or she aware that there's those kinds of restrictions on that lot? Does she know it, it could just be a garden, or it just could be a shed, or it could be nothing? They, they want to add it to their existing property. I've not had the discussion with them to uh, say that they could never so develop we, we it. So we would get more tax money? <coughs> uh, we, uh, Potentially a little bit, yes. Not a lot. I, uh, I believe this person wants to have this piece of property so that people aren't developing on it, i.e. Uh, putting in a structure that may disturb the the ground and create a sliding. Yeah, if you look at the lot, there's two lots there. The hill is actually one of the <coughs> lots, and it is quite steep. Um, 18 is the hillside, 17 is the uh, 
16 is where the existing house is. Oh, okay. And 17 is the vac one of the vacant lots, and 18 is the one adjacent to the apartment right. building. And 19 is the apartment building? Yes. Well, I don't make motions, but my preference is to just sell it to them for for uh, their offer. But anyhow, that would be my motion, Your Worship, is to uh, um, accept the offer of five thousand dollars with the uh, caveat that the lot is not to be developed. Uh, I don't know how we word that though. Beyond s surface by, development by any permanent structure. By any permanent structure. There we go. Ask the professional. Um, so subject to their agreeance of that condition and the caveat to be placed on that on that uh, title. Okay. And do we know that kind of caveat would stick up in court, hold up in court? Like there's no valid reason for doing that. Like I, I look at that slope. It's not that big a slope. You look in Vancouver, there's all kinds of homes that are built on in the, those kind of areas. Now land values a lot more. On rock, right, not on... Well... If we made that a condition of sale, they could not develop on it. Okay. If, they wanted, if somebody ever wanted to take us to court, they could. But, I yeah. mean, really, we can't predict that. All we're dealing with is the here and now, and I don't think they want that. Okay. So and now, that's, that's the actual owner's outcome, is not to develop on it? Yeah. And we know that for certain? Well, well, we don't know that for certain. That would be the condition of the sale. And if council's more comfortable, I could get a legal opinion on this before you make that decision. What about just asking the purchaser what the... What well, if they, agree, if they agree to buy it with the condition on it that they can't develop anything, then I guess we know why they want it. If they come back and say, well, I don't want it then, then we know why they want it but in the future, someone would want to knock it down and build a, you know, three thousand or four thousand square foot house, or where they would have to encroach in that, they wouldn't be able to. That that doesn't make any sense either. Once it's, once it's part of their existing lot, and they choose to knock it down and re, rebuild, they would still have to come back to the town for a development agreement. They would have to. They could <coughs> build, a single family residence on there. Obviously. We would have some requirements at that point for geotechnical yeah, studies, yeah, yeah, et cetera, yeah. depending on where on those lots they wanted to place them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Who? Oh, yeah, Ms. Banky made that motion. So uh, I'm going to call a vote on it. All in favor so of this? So this is where for five grand, right? Could you repeat that yeah. motion, Ms. Mill, please? Do we have it down? I, I may defer to the acting CAO. Uh, Councillor Benke moved that council approve in. Oh, wrong one. Moved that uh, the town sell lot 17, block 9, plan 3735AX for cost of uh, $5,000. Subject to no development taking place on lot 17 and a caveat be placed on that lot. Just one question in be, with uh, the plan there. Um, did, so there's actual two lots between the residence and the apartment building? That's correct. So the second lot is 
The second lot against the apartment building is is sheer hillside. And the one right beside the house is the one that we're speaking about. That's correct. So that lot to me, like, where's that property line in there? Because that lot looks flat. So, so I did include like, a map that shows the contours. And there's about a four foot, um, so about halfway across the lot, it goes up four feet to the back of the lot. So there's a four foot rise from front to back. There, so probably from the front corner, the front east corner, to, do you have it? No, it's page jump. Are those metric contours or feet? Feet. I guess the other option is that we could get an appraisal done on it. But well, that there's would... a motion on the floor, so. Okay. Well, I'm going to call a vote on it. Recorded so. vote, can you worship? Okay, recorded vote. All in favor of Councillor Benke's motion? So how many is that? Sorry, what was it? That's four, okay. And those against? <coughs> Carried. Okay, so um, that takes us to land use planning municipal internship. So there's an internship with MMSA, and we don't and uh, we won't have to pay any money for it. And this individual is going to come work f under Alicia Modi for the town of Pisara. <laughs> that would be up to MMSA to decide. So that intern would work at MMSA. They may very likely come here to get some development experience. We've had um, Kate, can't remember her last name, Churchill. She was an intern. She was the last inter intern. And she uh, did come work with us for a few months. Is she still with MMSA? I believe she is. Okay. Yeah, I think her internship isn't over yet. Okay. So all in, uh, so what's the motion you want? Recom administration recommends that the Town of Peace River support MMSA's application for an intern under the Land Use Planning Internship Program for the 2016-2018 term. Who wants to make that motion? Seems pretty innocuous. Okay, all in favor of Rod Burr's motion? Passed. Um, uh, the the uh, number 11 is um, a motion to or a, a wish to declare uh, the month of September as Muscular Dystrophy Awareness Month. And I think that's, I don't see anyone objecting to that. Is there any objections to that? If not, I'll take a motion to uh, make uh, September mu uh, mu Muscular Dystrophy Awareness Month. Uh, as Mr. Sawchuk's made that motion, all in favor? <coughs> Done. Uh, so there's uh, governance and priorities committee meetings for September 23rd and November 11th, 2015. The administration is recommending that we cancel those meetings uh, because November 11th falls on a statutory holiday. And uh, September 23rd, uh, large... Uh, 
significant number of council will be at AUMA. Um, I will do so. So a motion to uh, to cancel governance and priorities committee meetings of September 23rd and November the 11th, 2015, would be appreciated. Mr. Needham, is that your motion? All in favor? Uh, because we're, it was just a different item. So then there's September 9th. Got, uh, um, there is a policy of items to discuss in the town of Peace River. Uh, so, uh, so September the 9th meeting is... Uh, is where it's been recommended to cancel that meeting. So who wishes, who, which councillor wants to make a motion to cancel September 19th? Uh, oh, September 9th, I'll make September that motion. 9th. Okay, Councillor Benke, all in favor? <laughs> Passed. That takes us to reports. Um, there's a check registry uh, for the, pretty well for the whole month of August there. Um, it's broken up into five lots. Are there any questions of the CAO at this time regarding those checks? August 12th, there's one for 6,300. That's right, that's the airport uh, equipment. There was a stove, uh, fridge, and there was something else. I'm trying to nope. <coughs> Dust hood was repaired. Who wants to make a motion to accept the check registry for information? Councillor Ford, all in favor? Um, <laughs> Councillor reports. Um, are there any reports councillors want to ma make 
I think we've got the recreational facility committee meeting. That was uh, that was uh, that was a good briefing note on that. Are there any other items? Councillor Sawchuk and I attended the Chamber of Commerce luncheon, and uh, one of the things I thought well, was, um, Baytex presented about stuff they're doing, they pointed out how much money they put in the town, and it sounds like things are slowing down slightly for them. Uh, one of the things I thought was interesting, uh, uh, Amy Murphy put in uh, that the Chamber had met with Dan to talk about Black Cardinal and what's going on there, and it sounded like they had a pretty good discussion. And, uh, she encouraged chamber members to come and participate when Dan presents to council early o October, and it sounded like they were understanding uh, the, the rationale for continuing to work with Lap Cardinal. And she, she, I took it that she was thinking, you know, they, they should maybe support that ongoing effort. So we'll see what happens. Uh, just in kind of a aside to that comment, uh, they do have their um, executive meeting on the. Thursday evening, and I'll be attending that on behalf of the chamber. So we may get some more input into that. You're you're attending the chamber on behalf, meeting of, on behalf of, of council. Black council. Oh, okay. Okay. Are there any other uh, meetings worth noting? Um, I know that the Peace River Waste Management Committee had their their. Uh, August meeting uh, a couple of weeks ago. I don't think there's anything. Is there anything of note out of that? No, uh, no, there isn't, Your Worship. But uh, just uh, very quickly, North Peace Housing. Uh, we continue to meet to talk about family housing and seniors lodges and uh, the potential seniors campus on the West Hill. So just uh, this is just as information. A uh, couple of hiccups, I guess. Um, we're still trying to secure some money for the uh, the three million dollar infrastructure that needs to go in this fall. I'm not sure that's actually going to happen. Uh, not so much, uh, perhaps, for the financing is is late in coming. Uh, more from the perspective of we required or we the town of Peace River uh, required some extra geotechnical work to be done on that site. So there's an extra. I believe it's 10 drill holes being planned um, in the entire site plus where the actual rotary house is. And then the actual management agreement between North Peace Housing and the rotary house and the so-called family care clinic or how it is that they are going to factor into this. So there's, there's a number of things that are sort of uh, in the air. We were quite optimistic that uh, more work was going to be done this fall. Um, the Rotary Group's got a gala plans for early November. Uh, the project is still <laughs> still going ahead. The, the design is done. The costs are done. It's the same architect that's doing the work for the MD of Peace in, in Berwyn on their office. Uh, so there's certainly some uh, inertia there and there's certainly some energy. But I, I, think, uh, I think this is going to take a pause. I'm just running out of construction days here. So I, I, I suspect it could start up in the spring. So I, I think the, uh, uh, it, it's not a postponed and it's not a cancelled. It's, uh, it's just a reschedule to allow for some more planning. So uh, just a, a quick update uh, on that. Also on the 14th of August, we had that luncheon with um, Minister Cece. All right. I don't think we've met since we had that. That's right. Yeah. Um, council met with... Uh, Finance Minister Joe Cece, um, 
after he met with the Chamber of Commerce and a uh, group of nonprofits, and it was a good, uh, straightforward, uh, frank discussion. Um, and is there anything else? So uh, nothing to report in the past, but uh, there is an email from our chair at the RCMP Community Advisory Committee that that meeting tomorrow night has been cancelled. Okay. I will uh, I'll consider that uh, the Council Reports section closed. We'll go on to information. Uh, appreciate the briefing notes on the grants in lieu and also on the MSI funding. I think that was uh, worthwhile getting an update on those. Um, are there any items that other councillors wish to highlight or have questions regarding under the information section? I'd like to thank Region uh, 6 for uh, acknowledging us in their spon sponsorship and donations ad in the Record Gazette, I believe it was. Um, and uh, certainly I'd like to thank Alberta Justice and Solicitor General for uh, providing us with Municipal Policing Assistant and Police Officer Grant. I still don't quite understand the City of Edmonton's uh, 211 services. Really the first I've ever heard about it, so I don't know if it's worth supporting it, <laughs> given that it doesn't, I'm not aware of it doing, doing much. Um, Peace River Integrated Traffic Services report. Um, I see we had 62 speeders caught by the RCMP. And there was 61 caught in McLennan. <coughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. And I think on a per capita basis, we have less speeders than the town of Grimshaw. Uh, town of Peace River, there were two, uh, two reports. Uh, they combined July and August, engineering and infrastructure and community services. Are there, um, so I, for me, uh, on engineering and infrastructure is when will the construction on the, on the runway be completed? When, when's that project? I thought that project was actually done. That is done. Uh, Shell is doing their uh, returning flights on the 9th. So that project is done. There's some uh, additional work that's happening, but it's not on the runway. It's to do some underground stuff, um, drainage uh, work that's being done. And then the uh, FEC project is still ongoing, the Field Electrical Center. Okay. Okay. Renee, are, do we have any sense, I don't know, maybe it's just social media, but there seems to be still a lot of complaints about the, the recycling program, the pickups and that. Is that... Are the, those level of complaints going down, or is it just the same vocal people, or like? We are meeting with the uh, garbage provider. Apparently, um, Evergreen has been sold, so it's a new provider. So we are meeting with them. They're aware that we're not happy right now, 
and they are working on resolving those issues. And um, I'd like the community services newsletter and the um, poster for Alberta Culture Days. Pardon me? Okay, so uh, unless other people have uh, questions on... Just a really quick one, and I see Sandy left us on, on the Paps Creek uh, project when when I read uh, language focusing on his efforts on the concrete floors like I'm not sure what sort of does that mean he actually is repouring the concrete floor in the bottom of the culvert is that okay and uh, they started at the if I read this right so it would be at the at the downstream end and then working at the piece river end and then working backwards or is it at the... They, they were, uh, you might have seen them uh, pouring yeah. concrete into s different locations, so they moved around. Okay. Uh, I believe they started at the, that end. Right. I think, and you can maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought in talking to Sandy, she said they were pretty much done, right? The, I haven't seen them around uh, I think in it's, the last I think it's finished. So. They've got yeah. the, the floor completely so if, done. Uh, if a counselor wanted to have a tour put on your safety equipment and go for a walk, okay? Take a yeah. kayak, man. <laughs> All right, good, thank you. There's still not that much rain coming down. Okay. Okay, so uh, motion to accept items 11.1 through 11.10 inclusive for information. I'm gonna make that Rod Burr. All in favor of Rod Burr's motion? Um, there's a uh, notice of, mo any notices of motion, uh, Ms. Bench? No. Okay, we'll we're gonna skip ahead to key communication items. So, um, um, uh, maybe we can ask Brian Taylor what was noteworthy in today's meeting? What struck him as noteworthy? Okay, so, um, yeah, so I guess on the game stuff, you can talk directly to Tanya if you want more info on that. The, um, well, if you, I don't know if there's any more info we can give you on the water charge because uh, all that other extra information is uh, f protected under freedom of information and uh, we don't even know who the individual is. And um, um, what else did you have there? The the bylaw, if you can, uh, I you can talk to me if you want more on that. Sisters in spirit, um, I don't know how much more you 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 want on that. We uh, they've got a. There's a pretty a that's an annual event, October 4th, and uh, we they want to uh, 
put up a memorial, which will be a large rock to uh, so that. Uh, Uh, who is the organizer? It must be Wendy Goulet, I imagine. Yeah, I talked to Wendy Goulet. Okay, sure. And um, you had a couple other items in there. Um, talk to Mr. Dietrich. Uh, the request for sponsorship was uh, with respect to uh, the Peace Bowl in uh, in Riverfront Park, and uh, we, we're willing to put some money towards it. But we s certainly, if it's uh, initiative by a nonprofit group, we would. Uh, uh, like to see them put some equity into the project. Okay, great. Adam, is there anything uh, you feel that should have been highlighted today and that you're going to highlight tomorrow? Or? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and there's a whole poster on that that has uh, a number of events there. That's good. Okay. They, they work for Disney? <laughs> okay. Okay, that isn't that Freeland woman that's uh, going for the liberal, liberal uh, candidacy in whatever Toronto Center or whatever. Okay, um, so what we'll do is we'll recess for five minutes and then we'll go into camera. Text the husband.
That's what I got. Bring bread. Aren't you still here for the fun stuff? So I'm, I'm going to jump I, on board. I'm pretty, with pretty sure Renee can handle both of them. But just because of my background. The minister's what? The meeting on Thursday. Well, that's good because I forgot all about it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I was going to send you a reminder. <laughs> okay. So, so it was, uh, it was, uh, it was Thursday, Thursday at 11, so. So I don't have to show up. Okay, thanks.
Just erase the whole thing. That'll go.